Fine, so in today's show we'll do Lukas Tefillim, Zuzuf Sefer Teri, Perik Ches, Tessin Yudin, Perik Ches, the Rambam is going to discuss the Pesuchas and the Stumis. Now when you hear the word Pesucha, what's the image that comes to mind? Something that's open, right? Something that's open, not open-ended, something that's open at the beginning. And a Stumim means something that's closed, but when it comes to the Pashas, it's Lehefech. A Pesucha is a line that begins at the beginning of the column, with no empty space at the beginning of the line. And a Stum is a line that begins in the middle of a column with empty space before the words. So you gotta keep that in mind. So if a Pasha Psuchi Yeshlashtate Suris, there are two ways you can write a Pasha Psuchi. In Gomer Bemsashita, Manich Shashita Pony. If one finishes writing in the middle of a line, he leaves the rest of the line empty. Maskal Hapasha Shi Psucha, Mitchilas Hashita Shnim, begins the Pasha Psucha from the beginning of the next line. So if he finished writing in the middle of this line, he continues from the beginning of the next line, as such. That way. As is depicted inside the Rambam. If there is a distance between this, between here and the end of the line, for nine ACS. Right? Then he begins the next line. If, however, there's less than the, the space it takes to write nine ACS, or if he completely finished writing the line. He leaves an entire empty line. And he begins the Pasha Psucha from the third line, as is depicted as such inside the Ramba. Pasha Stume. What's a Pasha Stume? There are three ways to write a Pasha Stume. If one finishes writing in the middle of a line, he leaves the space of nine letters. It begins writing at the end of the line, of that same line. At the beginning of the Pasha Stum. So if he has, finishes writing in the middle of the line, and he has enough space to write nine ACs, he continues at the end of the line. Okay? Um, so that there is space as it's depicted inside the image inside of him, this Ramba. You have these two lines and the space in the middle. If he didn't leave any space at the end of the line to write nine letters, and to then add another word at the end of the line, he should leave the entire rest of the line empty, and leave some space at the beginning of the next line, and then continue writing the Pasha Stuma from the beginning of the middle line, as such, as the Ramam depicts, but to be masber, if you write this line, and there isn't enough space at the end of it here to write nine oasis and an additional word, so you leave the rest of this line empty and a bit of the beginning of the next line, then you continue over here. <clears throat> you finish the entire line. You leave at the beginning of the next line the, the, the amount, it would, the size it would take to write nine letters. Then you begin to write the Pasha Stum at the beginning of the line. As is such as is depicted inside the Rambam. So, if you were to f- com- completely finish the line of the Ahmad, you would leave some space at the beginning of the next line and continue in the middle. So, the bigger, bigger, um, a bigger, a bigger hefsik is the psucha? The stuma. The stuma? Yeah, because right. a psucha, um, a psucha is always, you always write a psucha at the beginning of the line. Uh, stuma can sometimes be, as in this case, that if you don't have enough space to write nine letters and another word at the end of the line, you would leave that space empty and some more space at the beginning of the next line, but and only then begin the Pasha Stum in the middle of the next line. 
Mm-hmm. So space-wise, I think a stoma, there's more space. Mm-hmm. Which is strange because stoma means it's the opposite of, of more space. Um, but if one made a mistake regarding the space of the parishes because of psucha stuma stuma psucha and changed the parsha psucha to a stuma and vice versa, which he hivsig berevach, v'niach poni b'makim shemi parsha, or he left uh, open space on the cloth where he was not supposed to, which he cause of kedarka, he would continue writing, v'loy hivsig berevach b'makim b'mkem a parsha and didn't leave space where he was supposed to leave space, which he shinatzus ashiros, or he changed the form of the shiras of the shiras of hazino and shiras hayam and he wrote it like a regular amud. And he's apostle, he's disqualified the Sefer Torah. There's no way you can fix it. To remove the entire page that you wrote the Shira on and rewrite a, a, the way the Shira is supposed to be written as Rama will depict later in this Patek and then attach it to Tefer to sew it to the Sefer Torah. Being that I have personally seen many blunders and mistakes regarding the Psuchas and the Stumais, the authors of the tradition, who compile books like to tell us which parshas have to be psuchas and stumais. They argue amongst themselves regarding, thank you very much, regarding this forum on which they base their opinions on. Therefore, the Ram is now going to write down all the parshas of the Torah hastumais, the way the shiris are formed. In order for any sefer to be magia and fix this form based on how the Rambam is going to write down which is a psuch and a stum. The sefer shosamachnu alav b'dvaram elo, the book, the sefer Torah that I have relied on says Rambam, who has sefer hayaduah b'mitzrayim. It's a no, it's a sefer that is known in mitzrayim. Shu kolo l'above es farim. It concludes. It it not concludes. It in it entails. It contains all the twenty-four books of the Tanakh. This book that we have now in Mitzrayim was in Yerushalayim for a certain tkufa for many years. Everybody would rely on this Sefer Torah. Because it was an individual called Ben Asher. We'll elaborate him a bit more later on. Who uh, was Magia and fixed the Sefer Vedictic by Shonim Harbe. And was very medaic in the Tzure of his Sefer Torah. And he fixed it until it came out to the perfect Sefer Torah as it is. And on his Sefer Torah, says Ramam, I have relied on writing which parshas are psuchis and stumis. Now the Rambam from here is going to continue to list and tell us which parshas are psuchis and stumis. Now I just thought it would be interesting to interject with a, a tidbit of information. The Rambam mentions a person called Ben Asher. Oh. Now, Ben Asher was the patriarch of the family. There was a fellow called Moshe Ben Asher, and his son was Aaron Ben Asher. Um, there is a manuscript that contains the entire Nevi'im, on a parchment that is dated back to the year 875 to the Sphira, to the and it's currently in the basement of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. And it's um, the, it's Miyuchas to this fellow Moshe ben Asher. His son, Aaron ben Asher, established the Messiah of the Nikodas, as we know it. He lived in Tavaria, and he established the Taimi Hakriya. And the, 
the patach, the comments, the shvav, everything was based on his his uh, his work, and that's Mistam, the person who the Rambam was referring to, this Ben Asher, this Aaron Ben Asher, who was Magia Sfarim, that was his that was his geshef, that was his Isaac. and on that Sefer Teiru, the Rambam is going to list which parashas Absuchs and stones. When did he live? Um, Aaron Ben Asher lived in Tavaria. When? What year? The, the year 1875. <laughs> It's written on 30 lines. Where Sh- is it? Right here. The first line is written as a regular line in the Sefer Teirah. The other lines are written like the form of a comet, uh, a sego, right? One line has an empty space in the middle, and the line underneath it has two empty spaces on the side. So that each line is divided into three, so that the, lo- the words would be opposite the empty space above and beneath it, and in the middle of the Ahmad, the words would be opposite the empty space above and beneath it. And this is the Tzura of the Shira. Now we can see inside the Ramadan the Tzura of the Shira, but just to point out that we don't just have to know the Tzura, we also have to read the Shira as part of the Shira, right? So we'll get back to that in a moment as well. Um, let's continue to the end of the Peter, Kol Kula. Says Ramam, the entire Torah, be Mashir is be Mashar Ksav, whether it be the Shira or the actual Ksav, you should be written in a manner in which each letter is next to the letter that it's supposed to be next to, but it shouldn't touch it, and it shouldn't be too distant from it. This should be done with the intent that the word shouldn't be seen as its two words. It should be between each letter. Of an individual word, the, the space of a hairline. If the, the letters were distanced from from each other, um, and it will it would seem to a, a child who is not a bucky, um, but and to this child it would seem that it's two distinct words. He's a pasla, he's disqualified until he fixes it. What I'm saying is that it has to be written in a way that a pashta child is able to read the chumash, right? Okay, so let's continue with Tariq tests. Peric tested Amam is going to give us the shear, the size of the Sefer Torah. Now there's a lot of Cheshbenes involved, so we'll just ski, uh, uh, keep to the script of the Rambam, and the Cheshbenes will have to be singer on what the Rambam is writing. Um, Peric tests. Enes and Sefer Torah, like Arki Yasser HaKefi, like Kefi Yasser Arki. Sefer Torah should be made in a way that its circumference should not exceed its length, and that its length should not exceed its circumference. Vakamu Hu Arki. Have to read from this one. The, it's the same, uh, we all have the same. Sure. Uh, what, what should be the desired length of a Sefer Torah? Begvil, Begvil is skin of a behemoth that had not been split into two. Shisha Tfachim, six handbreadths, Shim Arbav Esim Etzbois, Berech of Agudu Shayad, which is a total of 24 Etzbois of the thumbs, right? We have six, uh, <coughs> six Tfachim, and each Tefach is four Etzbois, six times four is. 24, so 24 boys and 6 Tvachim. Well, that's how big the... The length, that's how long the Sefer should be. The height. The height uh, has to be this height, not bigger? 
it could be that I'm just going to discuss it, that it could be, and that would change other pratim of writing the Sefer Teter, but the, 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 mitzvah, the optimal way to write the Sefer Teter says the Rambam should be six tvach. Ube klaf, klaf is a hide of an animal that had been split in half, and it's the outer half of the hide. Oipachis, a yaisik, could be more or less than six tvachim in length. Vahu, shiarku provided that the circumference and the length of the Sefer Teter should be the same size. If one made the gvil less than six tfachim and he made his script slightly more miniature, he made the hide more than six tfachim and he made his script a bit larger. I'm saying that the idea is to have a sefer whose length and circumference is the same size. The circumference is the size that goes around the sefer you have to wrap the sefer into one row, so you would take a measuring tape and measure how many centimeters it goes around. Mm-hmm. You would then unravel that measuring tape and put it to the length of the sefer And if those numbers are the same, you know you're on the you're on the good track. You're the good guys. Lachabes shir hagilgein the margin, the space that you should leave in the top and the bottom of each column. Lamata the bottom of the of the cloth should be arbitz boys or boys. Lamaylo the top of the cloth should be shoshitz boys, three boys. Between each column should be two its voice in width. One should leave at the beginning and end of every sheet that you're going to be writing the Torah on. The width of a thumb and the amount that you would need to stitch the Yiriyas together. So it should come out when one were to tie the Yiriyas, it will be between each of the columns in the Sefer Torah to its voice. One would leave the beginning, the end of the sefer enough of the hide to wrap around the amudim, the atzichaim. If a person wants to add and detract to the size and circumference of the sefer Torah, he may do so. Hides, sheets of skin. He makes the length, uh, the width of each safe, uh, of each of the hides six tefachim. Ketzav echad lachol echad, each of the hides, each of the sheets. Then rolls all of them together into one bound roll. He adds more hides to this roll. Until the circumference equals six tefachim, which is also the length. Right, which is also the length of his sefer Torah. He measures the circumference with a red string around the circumference of the sefer Torah. Now we get a bit, te- a bit technical. He then he makes a ruler. The length of the ruler should be about fifty. It's boys. Forty or fifty. Each etzba he should subdivide into a quarter, a third, and a half. So you should be able to calculate the exact half and third of an etzba. He should measure each of the sheets with this measuring stick. Until he knows how many etzbois there are for each sheet. So he's able to calculate what is the entire length etzba-wise of the entire sefer So the first thing he wants to calculate, first thing a person wants to calculate is how Long. How many it's based long is a sefer Torah? That's step number one. Now, 
Step number two. Then he takes an experimental sheet and he writes down one column of the Sefer Torah on it. Okay, an additional sheet. It's, it's a known thing. That the length of this sheet is going to be 17 its boys. As the Ramah mentioned before, if we say that the length of the Sefer Torah should be 24 its boys, and you have four its boys at the bottom and three its boys at the top for the margin, what's 24 minus 7? 17. So that's how you have 17 its boys length of the column. The width of the column is solely dependent on the size of his script, if it's large or small font. Also, the amount of lines per column depends on the size of his script. Also, there's going to be to count taken to cheshmer that between each line, there's going to be an empty line. You don't put the two lines right next to each other. You need some space. So you have to take into Cheshman as well that you're going to have 17 boys to write your first uh, sample on it. Now, what, what, I'm sure, what's the step number two that he's doing over here? Yeah, yeah, what's Halachahe saying? Halachahe is saying that once you've finished putting your entire Kerch together, you take a sample sheet, a sample hide, and you write down one column of the Sefer Torah. I don't take Bereshus or any other Amr. So this is your sample. And the Ram is going to explain why we need to write down this sample column. And why did he take away, why did he minus uh, seven? Or yeah, because you have four empty lines at the bottom of the sheet and three empty lines at the top of the sheet for the margin. You don't write the Ksav from, from the ah, top to the bottom, right? You have some empty space. So maybe those empty lines, he's going to... Detract from the amount that he's going to write on. Okay. After he writes his uh, experimental omelette, he should measure the width, right? The width of that column. He should add to the width of that column two its boys, because as mentioned before, there are supposed to be two its boys between each column. So, how do you do that? By taking the cheshman, between each daf, you have an etzba. That's how you have two its boys between each daf. So he measures the width of the column with an etzba on each side. He then calculates how many columns he's able to fit into the length of his Sefer Torah because he already calculated the length of all the sheets. Let's assume it's 5,000. Let's assume it's, it's, it's 10,000 that's a voice. And his sheet is, is uh, just throw a number, 10 it's voice in width. Right? So you would know 5,000. How many tens can you fit in 5,000? 500. Say Pashat. So you know you can have 500 columns inside. Make sense? And then he was able to calculate how many amudim he can fit inside. And then, this is the important step. He has to know how much he wrote down. Let's assume that if we know that there are 304,000 Asus in the Torah, okay, and he wrote down a certain amount in the first Amud, and he knows for our example, from the numbers that we gave, that you can have 500 columns. So you have to see, based on the numbers that he, based on the number of letters that he wrote down in the first column, will it turn out that times that by 500, he will be able to reach the total amount of required numbers for the Sefer Torah within the space that he has. Hmm. Yeah? Mashaylafi has Sefer Shokasev Menul Machashev. 
then he makes a cheshbon. If the amount of columns fits the amount of space that he needs to write the required amount of words, motive. It's good. He made a good cheshbon. He got lucky on the first time. Yeah? Beginner's luck. If, however, after his first experimental column, it turns out, the fear his cheshbon, that there are going to be more columns than necessary. In other words, in other he words, more, he has more heights. Another, he has yes. That means he wrote too small, right? So now he has more space. So he should enlarge in his font so that it fills up more columns. Uh, and try again with another daf with another column. Now the opposite way. What happens if he has two little columns? What should he do? The mitik Make the ksav smaller. If there are too many columns, you might have He should minimize his font. He should again try experiment with column after column until his cheshman works out as it is supposed to be. But I'm just going to give us the way that he did it. But he wants us to break our heads a bit to find out how can we do it ourselves. You're going to have to also figure out how many letters. How many spaces of sukhis and stumais? Oh, very good. And it comes to the shira. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what the Ram, the Ram is going to bring down his shir, how he did it himself. So we'll see how Allah has made it, or Allah has made it. Once the person has the correct measurements, he begins writing his sefer Torah. He rules, right? He makes a, a with a ruler. On the on the sheets to write on the to write the sefteric based on the hides and the number of hides that he has to write his sefteric on. Um, if on, once he reaches the last sheet after the end of the parsha, he he should leave about three um, three fourths boys on the last daf and another etzba to tie. To tie the daf to the atzichaim and cut off the rest because based on his cheshbon he has the required length of dafim. He shouldn't be concerned. He's going to have to add hides to the end of his kerech. To make up for the amount that he's cutting off. He shouldn't be worried about this because based on his cheshbon. The size of his font is going to fill the amount of amudim that he has space within his role. Okay. One wants to make the length uh, or the the, the the height of a sefer Torah lower more than six tefachim. This is how one is supposed to make the cheshbon to make sure that uh, the length is the same as the circumference. Who provided shalit to the He doesn't make a mistake, right? <laughs> That's I think it's the key factor. What is the etzba that's referred to in all shiurim? First to the width of an average thumb. We have been, uh, we made the calculations and been, made the precisions. And what's we have come to the conclusion that the width would be if you were to press together seven barley corns next to each other. Which is also the length of two barley coins placed next to each other without pressing them together. Four thumb widths. Each amo comprises of six tefachim, so a total of 24 boys within each amo. 
that I have written. Can you imagine? I wonder where this, if the Sefer still exists. Who has the Sefer Torah? The width of each Ahmed is four Tzboys. Because you need a wider space to write the Shira. There are 51 lines in each Ahmed. The number of sheets, the number of columns for each Sefer is Mosayim, the Shisha, the Esrim Daf. The Ramam Sefer had 260. Uh, 226 dapen columns. The entire length of the sefer is What is the translation that he gives in there? How many it's boys? Scroll was approximately 1366. 1366 is boys. Now, if you were to go and make the cheshbin, you were to find that uh, there were six extra it's boys than from what is required. Those extra it's boys, like you should be safe the sefer. Those are for the margins at the beginning and end of the Sefer to wrap around the Amodim. The hides that I wrote my Sefer on, Eris Elam, of Ramskin, wants to write his Sefer based on these measurements, or close to the, or close, in approximation to these measurements. In Chasadaf, Echad Ishnaim Eshleisha, Yesadaf Ishnaim Eshleisha, you could come up to uh, end up writing maybe one, two, or three Daf in columns, more or less. Don't worry about that. At the end of the day, you're going to have the circumference equal to the length. We do not write on a sheet less than three columns and more, or, or more than nine columns. If he has a sheet which he's able to write nine columns on, he cuts it and he cuts it so that he's able to write five in one sheet and four on another sheet. In the beginning of the middle of the Sefer Teira, Avod B'Seif HaSefer, at the end, right, the last column of the Teira, Afilo Pasuk Echad, B'Daf Echad, it's a bit of an interesting case. Even if all you needed to write down was one Pasuk, which would fill up a column, would like write very elongated and narrow words to write one Pasuk and one column, you fill up a whole column with a Pasuk. But may do so. The last Amid doesn't require the minimum of three Amudim per sheet. And then we sold this last column to the other Yudis. When we sew the sheets together, we do it with the sinews of a kosher animal, even if an available trefer, just like we do by filling. If you took a song, if you glued it, if you to glue the sheets together, or you begin to behave it to me. If he did, if without using the sinews, anything else without using the sinews, or use it of a, of a non-kosher animal, puzzle, actually, you have to undo it and tie it again with kosher strings. When we sew the sheets together, we don't tie the sheets from the top to the bottom of the sheet. It's done like such, right? Because the Ram is going to explain. We leave space above and below the sheet that is not sewn. So it shouldn't rip when the sefer is tied closed, because of the pressure of when you're closing the sefer it could pop at the top and bottom. So we leave some space that isn't sewn. Um, the areas to the Atzichaim, so that one is able to roll the Sifteri with these sticks. 
Space should be given between the sticks and the script on the height. If you have a rip within, between two lines of the sefer, it should be sewn closed. If the rip goes through three lines, it should not be sewn closed. If you have, what's the case? If you have two lines, you have one line of ksav, then you have an empty line, space. Then you have another line of ksav, and there was a rip between these two lines. One is allowed to sew closed these two lines. Uh, even if he's sewing the actual letters? No. Oh, and the end of the halach, then we'll get to that point that you mentioned. Oh, but so now he's he saying no letters in between? Yeah. Yes, and then you just sew it. Right. The medrum biyashin, if it's an old sheet. She'en afatsi nikir, who's ibud. The, the way that you would uh, process hides was with uh, certain juices, gallnut juice. So, being that it's an old hide, the, pr- the process of the hide isn't recognized on it because it's been worn out. If it's recognizable that it's, it, it was recently made, you may sew it. Even. Right? Even if it goes through three lines. So, if the rip goes uh, between columns, and between words, should sew it closed. These rips should only be closed, sewn shut, with the same sinews that you use to sew the sheets together. With these uh, parts of the septet that are ripped, uh, care has to be taken to make sure that the form of the letter hasn't changed. And I'm in, 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 I think in Hilchus Tefillin discussed Pratim regarding this, uh, this halacha, what constitutes a ripped ois to make it possible. Certain dinim that have to be met to say that an ois that has been uh, perforated or, or detached from its roof makes it possible. Okay? Peika City, yeah? Is either a trillion or mezuzah? Hmm? I don't remember in trillion, but maybe mezuzah. Okay. Peika City. Lachalf. Nimtzei Salam says that I'm going to summarize the Esim Dvarim, the 20 conditions. Shabachol Echel Mehem Pesel Sefetayla, each one of them, if not met, disqualifies a Sefetayla. Vim Nasa Bayechel Mehem, Hariokachum, Ishminachum, Moshan Shalam, Nebuchadnezzar, Tinekis, if any of these disqualifications happen to this scroll. So it doesn't retain any kedusha. The only kedusha it has is like a sefer that you would teach children, which is holy, but not on the same level of a sefer Torah. kedusha sefer it's not read in public. These are the 20, 20 disqualifications. If it's written on the hide of an unkosher animal, it's written on the hide that hasn't been worked. It was processed without the intent for a sefer It was written not where it's supposed to be written. It was written on gvil. On the inside of the hide, while a cloth came sir on a cloth on the outside part of the hide. Hey, Shinichta Bengsasal Gvil Mtasa cloth of part is written on Gvil and part of the Sefte is written on cloth in two different types of hides. Shinichta Vadusus, if the Sefte is written on Tuxustus, Shinichta Vlaisirti without being ruled. Shinichta Vlaishakir Haim if it's written with ink that isn't uh, dark and has an effect on the and remains on the on the, on the parchment. Shinachta Bashal Shin is written in any of the Lashim Shah besides Lashim Kadesh, uh in Shaksavim Min, a Kiyatubim Shapsulin, or a person who is who uh, a Min or, or an Apicadis or anybody else 
who would uh, disqualify Sefer Torah, writes it. Shekasev haskaris blekafani. He wrote the Eibush's names without the proper intent. Shechisar afilo yisachas even if one letter is missing. Shehisar afilo yisachas even if he added one letter to the Sefer Torah. Shenagis baas baas if two letters are touching each other. Shenivsidat suras yisachas actually to carry kol iker if the form of the letter is has dissolved to the extent that it's not legible. Oitidma isla yisacheres so it seems that it looks like a different letter. Bein the ikrek siver. Aha. Bein benekev rather regarding a perforation. Bein mekera bein mitishkos. Or regarding a, a rip or regarding a smudge. Aha. Tazain shehichik, or shehikir bein oslias, at shetro ha teva kishte teves, or shte teves kateva achas. He put two letters together, separated them, or whether it was supposed to be written together. The hainu, or whether it's supposed to be written as one word, now it's read as two or the opposite. Tazain shehichik, or shehichik, or um, the the form the way the shir is supposed to be written was changed. He, he wrote any other Ahmed the way you would write a shira. Or if he tied the sheets of the Sefer with sinews of an animal that's not kosher. Every other aspect that the Rama mentioned regarding Sefer is about the, 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 the preferred way to write the Sefer but it doesn't it's not ma'akiv the ksiva if it was done in that way. So hold all the measurements. Yeah. Okay. We afford a lot of uh, honor to uh, it's very holy and we give it a lot of honor to sefetera. Also, the nimka sefetera filo in the mayyecha person forbids his soul sefetera even if he hasn't not what to eat. A filo hilas fanim rabbi even if he had many sefetera. A filo yashon likach bechadish he's not allowed to sell an old sefetera to buy new sefetera. Lo yira meichan sefetera elosh neidvani you can only sell sefetera for two things. She only tera bedamav to learn tera with the money that you sell. She yisa yisa bedamav. She yisa isha bedamav to marry a woman with the proceeds of that sale. For who provided shleil edava ach limka he has nothing else to sell, even his soul. Kidding. Ach again, we'll say for tera. Shabali shenivsal sefer tera that was worn out and came pasul nisan nisan b'kicheres. We put it inside a oven with jar. The kaven nisan it's tamid chachamim and it's entombed next to the burial of tamid chachamim. Zui nisan sef. The pachis falim shabalu the covers of sefer tera that had become worn out. Oisin oisan tachrich lemes mitzvah they made for the tachrich of a mes mitzvah. Zui nisan and this is how they are entombed. Machadal tik shuhuch mes sefer tera v'hunach boy. The sfardim have a tik a case with in which they put the sefer tera inside the chinim at pachis. Or the coverings that we have, which the is placed, even if the sefer was placed inside this casing, so too a chair or platform which was prepared for the purpose of placing the sefer on it, and attack of the sefer was placed on it. They're all items of holiness, and we're forbidden to discard them. When they break. When they become worn out and ignored, they should be entombed. Abu Habimais, the platforms, on which the Sheikh Tzibur, the Chazan, stands whilst holding the Sefer Torah, and the tablets in which they would write certain psukim to teach children. You imagine those days they had tablets. Don't comprise of any Kedusha. The Chain, so to remain, pomegranates of silver and gold, which are made for the purpose of beautifying the Sefer Torah. Forbidden to discard them from mundane use. Unless one sells them and use the proceeds to purchase a sefer or a chumash. Chumash not being not the intent that a printed chumash. Chumash would be an individual parsha of Bereshis or the parsha of Shemais. was permitted to place a sefer on top of another sefer Needless to say, on top of chumashim, which are the lower status of kedusha. So two chumashim may be placed on top of vim eksuvim. But aim anichin nevim eksuvim agabi chumashim. Vice versa is not permitted. We don't place chumashim on top of the sefer Torah. But all kisvakeilu shul holy scripture. I feel halachas vagadis. 
also was argued when it's forbidden to discard. Hakmein amulets, sheish behemiyonim shakis vekedesh, which have aspects of kedusha on them. Einich nasmin besekisi elam kehi mechupis oil, when we not enter the bathroom unless they're covered in a casing of leather. A person should not hold a sifter and enter a bathhouse or a bathhouse or a bathroom or a bathhouse or to a cemetery even if it's covered in its casing. When it's forbidden to read from a sifter until he distances himself four hours from the bathroom or from the cemetery. If a person is naked, he shouldn't hold the sifter. He shouldn't sit on the on the same surface on which the sefetera is on. A room that has a sefetera when it's forbidden to be intimate in that room until he removes that sefetera until he places it in a vessel and places this vessel into another vessel which is not the purpose of its use. Right? But if the second keli was designated for this use. I feel also a kelim. Zebe seichazek ki kliyachad him. It's not chaytet. It's, it's still we still have, facing the same issue. Oi. So ad yaser mechitzeh gavay aser tefachim makes a partition of ten tefachim high. Im loy hayla baisachik. If there was no other room, avam mishra baisachik. If there's another room, also the shamish hashitzianu. He has to remove the sefertayer from that room. Achaches kolat meim. I feel anidus. I feel ogay. Even Gentiles and anidus. Mutel eches sefertayer. The likris boy. They're permitted to hold the sefertayer and to read from the sefertayer. Shein do vitayer mekabim tume because tayer does not. Receive ritual impurity. Provided that his hands on shmutzik. He should wash his hands and then touch the sefer Torah. Anybody who sees the sefer Torah whilst it is in a procession, has to stand in front of it to on it. They should stand in honor of the sefer until the person who is carrying it reaches his place. Until it goes beyond their eyesight. Then they can sit down. It's a mitzvah to designate a place for sefer to on it and give it much prestige. What's, what's written on the what's engraved in the luchis is what's written in the sefer Torah. The person shouldn't spit or, 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 or reveal his nakedness in front of a sefer Torah. Or I guess it means wear shorts in front of Sefer Torah. Not carry it over his head like a like a like a like a bag. Sefer Torah turn his back to a Sefer Torah. Unless the Sefer Torah was on a different plane of at least ten tefachim higher or lower than him, so it's like in a different rishus. If a person was traveling from place to place and he was carrying a sefer Torah, he shouldn't place a sefer Torah in a bag. And place it on top of the donkey and ride on that donkey. A love either means on top, directly on top of the sefer Torah, or means on the donkey, but the sefer Torah is also on the donkey, so you'd be on the same level as the sefer Torah. Also, another issue we mentioned before. Uh, Concerned lest the thieves might steal it, motivated, this is you would be permitted to do so. And he continues traveling as such. Whoever sits in front of the presence of the Sefer should sit with uh, the proper respect. The Sefer is the witness for all the, for all the, uh, the come, those who go through the world. That the Eidushri made a bris with the Yidin. We should honor the Torah. We should honor the Torah to the uh, greatest, uh, um, to our greatest abilities.
Take a few last color. Yeah. So the short beer of the Rebbe, the Rebbe is a nice part. He says, So states that every has to be Machab the Torah. What's the Ramam come to teach us? Do we have to be Machab the Torah? So he explains that being then Atma Matma Kalam, and we're reading Golas for almost 2,000 years, so it could be a matter that a guy is going to come and Shem Zechayid. Well, why are you machabed the Torah? So says the Ramam, if Yid is committed to learning Torah and sticks to his principles, even if he's a Bria, even if a guy is a Beria, Gufa Mechubed al Abriya. So if Yid is machabed Torah, so even a Beria is going to be machabed the seed who's machabed Torah. That's the vote. Okay. Given Simon that's